Welcome to the Pain-Free Zone. Your host, Nisi Edwards, is founder of the Fibro Patient Education and Support Organization, and she's here to offer help and hope to the millions of individuals who suffer from chronic pain. Now, here's Nisi Edwards. Good morning, everyone. On today's show, Dr. Blattman, he has returned, and we're going to pick up where we left off last month. We're going to be talking about Christmas dinner in terms of the meals, traditional meals. So basically, how to take traditional meals and make them healthy. So, Dr. Blattman, welcome back. Thank you, Nisi. Great to be here, and what a wonderful um holiday that many of us get to have. And this year, we're actually going to be able to spend time with uh, our loved ones and our families, much different than what was last year, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So as people get together, they're all going to want to eat food. And as we're talking to an audience of people in pain and people with fibromyalgia, that food's going to really count in how you feel the next day. Yes, it is. And, you know, sometimes what happens is that people say, you know, during the holidays, oh, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat, all these meals that I haven't had all year round, I'm going to just pig out. I am going to enjoy myself. So I want to talk to you today about how to make a lot of these traditional meals healthy. Because the one thing I think many people have experienced is you eat all that food and sometimes you have upset stomach. Sometimes you have some severe stomach issues or, you know, Dr. Blackman, how people just get that feeling that, okay, they're just, they're just done for the rest of the day. That feeling of just being so stuffed and being so uncomfortable. So let's talk about these uh, traditional meals. Let's get started with the green bean casserole. I think that's number one for uh, a lot of people. How can they take that dish and make it healthy? So what goes into that green bean casserole traditionally? Uh, I know it's green beans. I know some people use those in the can. I've seen the grocery store, the, what is it, French style onions. I've seen some people put on top of that. Some people, you know, they put a variety of things in it. I mean, it's, it's not one of my dishes that I, that I serve, but I'm asking you that question because I know many people who enjoy I remember it. years ago when, when I used to eat some of those things, there was cream of mushroom soup in that green, green bean casserole. But also those things, French style onions, remember? Yes. Well, I don't know that we put the onions on, but the cream of mushroom soup, before you ever put that into your casserole or even into your bowl or a pot in your kitchen, please read the ingredients on the back of that label. There are so many ingredients in the average can of cream of mushroom soup that you really, they're going to cause you pain if you put them in your body. And it's not just pain for a day. It's really miserable pain for about four days, and then the pain follows you around for the better part of three or even four weeks from the ingredients that are in that. So I'm going to encourage people to, if you want to put mushroom soup into your casserole, you're going to need to go to uh, a a healthy food store and read the labels on the back, and it's not going to be the one in the can. It's going to be one that may come in a box. But the healthiest way to eat green beans is to buy them fresh and cut off the ends and maybe cut them into different shapes or or slices, but steam them. Steam them with a pot on the stove and serve fresh green beans. It doesn't need to have all the sauces and so forth. And if you want to put uh, breading on top of it and you did go and buy yourself a healthy mushroom soup, you can use almond flour. Instead of breading, you could toast gluten-free bread and sprinkle that on top. So how do those suggestions sound? Uh, I just have a question for you. So depending upon where you live in the country, you may not have access to fresh green beans because depending upon the climate you're in, they may not have them, but they always will have in the frozen section, you know, green beans that may be frozen that should have been picked and flash frozen. So what are your thoughts on using that as a substitute? I like that as a good second choice. Okay. Now, when you were talking about that cream of mushroom soup, you know, there are so many different varieties of that. But you're right. When you look at that label, 
They got all these ingredients. So my question for you is this. It's really not a question. It's a comment. I think a lot of times they add all that just to keep it to have a stable shelf life. Because what I often wonder, Dr. Blackman, when I'm grocery shopping and I pass by that section, I see a lot of people buying all types of different canned soups and whatnot is you don't know how long it's been sitting on the shelf. And you're right. When you look at a lot of those ingredients, when you really read that label is not soup you're getting. You're getting a can of other stuff, but not really soup. You might also look at it if you have fibromyalgias, you just bought a can of pain. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So instead, uh, one other thing I was going to ask you about, about this recipe. So when I mentioned a French fry, green onions, what should they substitute? Just regular uh, onions? You can use regular onions. You can make your own onions and put them on top. You can cut up fresh onions and lay them on top. Just not the onions that have been breaded. Okay. All right. Now, I interrupted you. My apologies. Macaroni, macaroni and cheese. Is that a popular one? Oh, is is very popular. One of, one of my favorites. But um, a lot of people. Now, Dr. Blackman, years ago, a friend of ours brought a dish of mac and cheese to the house. She probably used about, I kid you not, maybe eight different varieties of cheese, a ton of garlic, and a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, it was tasty, but it wasn't something that I could handle. <laughs> it was just too much for me. What did it do to you? Well, it gave me indigestion. It gave me an upset stomach. Um, the garlic was just overwhelming. And the, the bottom line is it just did not make me feel good. Yeah, I can understand that. So if I was going to make macaroni and cheese, it needs to be, for me, gluten-free and dairy-free. But the dairy that most people can't handle, that causes your neck and shoulders to stiffen up and tighten and your fascia to kind of glue itself together and make you even more painful, is dairy from cow. So most people can handle dairy from sheep and dairy from goat. So the real thing here is to make real food as opposed to chemicals. So you can buy macaroni and pasta that is not wheat-based, but is instead rice-based. So now you've got a gluten-free macaroni, and then real cheese. Instead of cheese in a mix, real cheese. And there are so many varieties of goat cheese and cheese yes. that are available these days. And if you are in a part of the country where you're in, in rural areas that don't have um, access to that, you might be able to still order cheese online and get it in time for making a Christmas and a New Year's meal. Absolutely. And when you were speaking of cheeses, what came to my mind is when the farmer's market, so I'm in Illinois, so our farmer's market, you know, due to the climate is now closed. But I remember going to the farmer's market, buying a lot of different variety of cheeses because this was coming directly from the farms. Now, when you go into the grocery store, they have the hard cheeses, they have the soft cheeses, and then they have the shredded cheeses. So, Dr. Blackman, to my understanding, with those shredded cheeses that a lot of people buy to make their mac and cheese, a lot of that has caking in it, to my understanding, that that's in the, the processing of how they do some of the shredded cheeses. And a lot of people use the, um, these are all, you know, pasteurized cheeses. So what I've been looking for, you know, when I do make it, I'm looking for number one, real cheese, you know, not imitation cheese. Right. And you can get shredded goat cheese already shredded in the package. And I don't think it's going to have those additives in it. I think they just get real goat cheese and shred it. Okay. What about the taste? Can you tell us about that? I haven't had it with goat cheese. I have not had macaroni and cheese made with goat cheese, but I do eat a lot of goat cheese and there are so many varieties there's a soft cheese like brie. There's hard cheeses like cheddar. So you have such a variety to, to look at. You're going to have to go to the store and maybe try a few different ones and see what you like. Now, I have used goat cheese, but how I have used it is if I am, let's say, baking chicken breast, for example, um, I'll make a little slit into the chicken and I may add a little bit of goat cheese. 
Um, so I've used it that way, but I haven't used it in terms uh, of these types of dishes, but it does have a nice flavor. So I can only imagine it would be really good. Now you mentioned about the rice pasta, right? Rice-based pasta for the, the noodles. Yes. Okay. What does that taste like? I know many people are wondering. It all depends on how you cook it. What you're really trying to get the pasta to do is have a familiar texture. So each rice-based pasta is a little bit different, might cook a little differently. You might have to experiment a little bit. But most of the taste of the pasta, other than the texture, is carried by whatever else is in the dish. So you're going to have more fun tasting the cheese than you ever will tasting the pasta. Just get the texture right. And you've got most of that issue solved. Okay. Now, what if people can't find rice space? There's another one that comes to mind that I've seen on the grocery shelf. It's a plant-based pasta. I mean, there's quite a few of them. I, I feel that people may be able to find in their lo- local grocery store. I think the key is to buy a pasta that does not contain the ingredient wheat. Okay. It does not contain bread flour. And then there's other variations on the theme that you certainly can use. Because it's the bread flour in the pasta that makes us hurt. It's not the rice. If there's a lot of starch, then you're going to have a sugar effect. So try to get one that doesn't have potato starch and tapioca flour, if that's an option for you. And nowadays, there's a keto-friendly pasta that actually fits on the keto diet really well. And that's called Better Than Pasta. Okay. Actually Google something better than pasta. It comes right up. It's a little more costly. but You can eat that and it's not going to make you hurt. It does um, have a little bit different texture. So you'll have to learn how you cook it for the texture that you want. And there's a similar product called Better Than Rice. So if you're making a rice dish and you want it to be uh, ketogenic for you or fit into the keto platform, that product also works. Okay. So I wrote them both down. There's Better Than Pasta. And then uh, that you can use as a substitute for the regular noodles. And then there is better than rice if you wish to make a rice dish, correct? Correct. Now, I know that some of these pastas, not those, the healthy ones. I know they're the nutritional ones. I think on the box from what I remember seeing the label says Durham wheat. Does that sound familiar? Not in the better than pasta and not in the rice based. There won't be the word wheat in the ingredients. Okay. All right. And what about, uh, moving on, what about pecan pie? Uh, You know, Whole Foods used to make, I don't know if they still do, a gluten-free pecan pie that we would buy and eat um, in our Thanksgiving. Um, My daughter-in-law has learned, is a really good cook, and she has made us gluten-free, dairy-free also pecan pie, and she sweetened it with coconut sugar, and um, another sugar that would caramelize. And it was really delicious and really awesome. You're not going to be able to make that sugar-free and make it taste good. You can try with the monk fruit and you can try with the stevia, but it didn't caramelize and it, it didn't turn out as well as the, the one with the other sugars. Still not using table sugar, though. Right. And still making sure there's a gluten-free crust and still not using any dairy from cow in the ingredients. And that pie was delicious. She also made a pumpkin pie, gluten-free and dairy-free. And it's much easier these days. If you don't want to make your own gluten-free crust, you can actually buy a crust and then put in the rest of your ingredients. So for the person who likes to bake, I really encourage you to take it on as a challenge to go ahead and make foods that are going to be delicious and foods that aren't going to make you hurt you're still going to get stuffed if you eat too much of them, but they're not going to make you wake up in pain the next day. Okay. And when you mentioned um, the sugar, so I've used monk fruit and then you mentioned also coconut sugar, correct? Yes. Okay. So those are two uh, great resources, everyone to check out now. I'm type two diabetic. So I have used monk monk fruit and I have also used the coconut uh, Amazon had, you know, little small packets of them and it did not affect my glucose. I didn't use a whole lot of it anyway. You know, uh, a little bit for me, Dr. Blackman went a long way. And, you know, for a lot of us, if you just 
start to modify how much of that you eat, you'll find that a lot of a little bit can can you can learn to have that go a long way. Perfect. Well, Dr. Blattman, we thank you for your time today. Wishing you and your family and all your patients a blessed holiday and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, Nisi. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. We'll see you next month. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, Dr. Blattman. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, we're going to go to a brief commercial break. We'll be right back with you here on the Pain-Free Zone. Soul Care Services Incorporated DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus. At Soul Care Services Incorporated, we take great pride in helping patients return to an independent and fulfilling life. Improving patient outcomes by providing a continuum of care through disease and care management. Why choose us? Our staff is multilingual. Communication between patients and their health care providers is fundamental for ensuring quality health care and developing trusting relationships. It is an important component of patient satisfaction, compliance, and outcomes. When a healthcare professional can understand their patients' questions and concerns, they can mitigate their confusion and truly understand what help they seek. Do you need health care in the home? Then call us today, 847-260-5140, or visit www.soulcareservices.com. Welcome back to the Pain-Free Zone. Here's Nisi Edwards. Welcome back, everyone. This is Nisi with the Pain-Free Zone radio show. Thank you. So in the studio with me today, next up, I have uh, a guest that I've been wanting to join me on the air for quite some time. His name is Jeremy Frank, PhD. He's the head of operations with Swing Therapeutics. How are you today, Jeremy? I'm doing well, Nisi. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So thank you for every, having us. You're welcome. So everyone, Jeremy uh, is Swing Therapeutics has this amazing product out, Temple. Um, many of you know that I have fibromyalgia and this pro- product is amazing in terms of how it helps people level down that pain. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but I have the expert here, Jeremy, with me. So, Jeremy, can you give us an introduction into um, the app and the product, please? Yes, of course. So, uh, Swing was founded with um, the intent of developing um, novel treatments to help people living with um, sort of a, a sequence of or a combination of chronic pain and autoimmune conditions. And we're starting work with in fibromyalgia and we've been working with Nisi for, oh my goodness, almost a year now, I think. Um, and what we've developed is a mobile application that delivers a form of cognitive behavioral therapy called ACT uh, to people living with fibro to, to help them manage their symptoms. And it's a combination of psychotherapy and exercise therapy. Um, it's uh, you use it the application for 12 weeks. It helps you learn these fundamentals associated with ACT. Uh, ACT stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, and I think we can get to more of the details of that in a moment. Um, and then exercise therapy, because I think we know. I mean, you hear from your doctor if you're living with fiber that you've got to move, and that will help your symptoms. But you can't move too much because then you might uh, cause a pain flare. And so there's just uh, uh, features built into the application to help you move just enough not too much. Um, we've been in clinical trials now for two years and um, the folks that have been able to partake have, have been uh, showing a really significant reduction in their symptoms. And we're really, really proud to be here and, and speak with you all today. Thank you. It is a great product. Now, you know, as I shared with you and Steph once before, one of the, uh, there's many aspects, I mean, of Temple that I love. I mean, I haven't found one that I don't. It's just an amazing product. But the thing that I loved about it that always stood out for me is you can make your own uh, pain, you know, pain, how to reduce pain. So in Mm. other words, when we get those um, pain flares. So for for many people that's listening today that may not have fibromyalgia and for those of you who do, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say these pain flares, the pain flares can come up just like that. I mean, there could be many triggers to a pain flare. Um, It can be stress, okay? It can be 
overexertion. So I'm going to give you all some examples of that that's listening today. How many of you have had days where you felt you had a little bit more energy? And so within that window and that opportunity of time, you say to yourself, hey, I'm feeling a little bit stronger today. I got a lot of strength. So let me hurry up and get a lot of stuff done around my house, you know, cooking, cleaning, running errands or whatever it is that you want to do. You're feeling really good, right? And then guess what happens? It's like all of a sudden, maybe a few hours later or however long for you, a few minutes later, whatever, you start getting that flare, which is pain. And you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, I was just filling up. Yes, you were were up, but this app helps you learn how to level down the pain. And you heard Jeremy mention about the act, the acceptance, the commitment therapy, and it's, you know, it's CBT and all that really, really works. So Jeremy, can you explain to everyone uh, how that works and how that's able to help people level down the pain? Because for me, Jeremy, how I have used it is that I I use it to make my own level down uh, pain toolkit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, meditation, for example, uh, you know, Jeremy, many, many years ago, I used to hear people, and this was way before I met you, meaning I, I would say going back to the 2000s, I would hear people say all the time about, you know, the benefits of meditation and this and that. And I'm going to be honest at the time, I did, didn't really accept any of that because, you know, many people are always on the go, 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 that we never stop to take the time to practice self-care. I feel that our brain, I call it the busy brain, just gets so busy, 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 busy that your body gets revved up. And when you have fibromyalgia, that is not good for us. And that was one of the things I think that affected me a lot. Definitely going back, I would say to Jeremy, twenty around 2012 is when I started having some major pain issues. I had pain issues before 2012. But 2012 was major, big time. And then when 2014 came around and I found out that it was uh, fibromyalgia, I just felt that my my brain was just busy, busy. I just could not calm myself down enough. And that's when I fell in love with meditation and journaling. And within the Temple app itself, it talks about meditation. It even gives you, it even asks you questions where you can put in there, you know, what you're thinking and and how you're feeling. And for people who are listening, you may be thinking, well, I don't want anyone to have access to that. They can't see that information. That's what you're putting in. So, Jeremy, if you wouldn't mind, can you expand upon that, please? Yes, of course. So, uh, first off, you you are actually a step ahead, even in in sort of the 2012 timeframe around just recognizing that mindfulness and and um, uh, and you know and, and pacing yourself um, is an important way to or a very effective way to manage the symptoms associated with fibro. Um, many people don't even know that cognitive behavioral therapy is actually indicated as a first-line therapy for the treatment of fibro. You know, I think everyone focuses so much on the drugs yes. uh, and, and the drugs in the space, they work for some folks, but fibro is such a complex disease. It's, you know, it's impossible to think that one molecule could treat the, the complexity of fibro as a disease and the complexity of fibro as it manifests in, in an individual. You know, Nisi, you've shared some very, uh, uh, very moving stories about how fibro has impacted your life specifically. And we hear those you know, everybody's fibro is unique in, in who we've been speaking with um, and working in the development of this product. Yes. So, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy has been around for a long time. Um, it came, it was developed in the 1940s to treat veterans coming out of uh, returning from World War II and that trauma that they experienced there. Um, and it's, it has been studied across a whole range of conditions and um, uh, sort of across the board has helped people add you know, or sort of increased the effectiveness of whatever additional therapies that they've been, you know, using to manage a particular condition. Um, uh, in particular, it works very well for uh, fibromyalgia. Um, uh, it's, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy comes in a whole host of uh, varieties. Let's say there's sort of cognitive behavioral therapy officially, and then there's acceptance and commitment therapy, and then there's a whole host of others. And I'm sure 
folks who are familiar with CBT uh, may recognize these names, you know, mindfulness-based stress reduction, exposure therapy, behavioral activation, uh, eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. That one's a mouthful. Um, Mm -hmm. But with ACT, again, acceptance and commitment. So what um, what you learn over the course of using this application is that um, your fibro isn't going to go away. You're going to have good days and bad days, like you mentioned, Nisi. Yes. And what you need to build is a toolkit to help you manage through the good days and the bad. On the bad days, you need certain skills to um, focus on being just in the moment, not catastrophizing about the future, not dwelling on the past. Those are things that it's very common to do as a, as a human being. And then when you're having those good days to make sure that you pace yourself, because as you said, Nisi, you can overdo it. It's very easy to overdo it because you're feeling good and you want to, you want to catch up, right? You, yes. like, you want to get back to your life and it feels like you're taking a step forward or back to a life that you envisioned sort of when you were much younger and, um, and, and more maybe physically, uh, capable. So, um, uh, when you're thinking, one of the things that ACT really helps you do is it helps you define your values. And when, uh, when you, and, and many people think, well, that seems kind of simple. Like, well, I know what I, I know what I really value in life, but the, the challenge, of course, and I think this is just, this afflicts all humans is making sure that you live your life through the lens of those values in every moment. And particularly when you're living with a chronic illness, particularly when you're living with a chronic pain disease, Living your values in the moment is a very hard thing to do. And what ACT does is it teaches you how to do that. Uh, and so it gives you the ability to have, um, to, you're, you know, you're in, a, you're in the moment, you're experiencing pain, a pain flare, you're experiencing fibro fog, um, or maybe you're just very fatigued. And um, instead of just having that negative thought and just dwelling on how miserable you are right now, you can actually... St- take a step back and think about, well, how would I live my life with respect to my values right now? And in fact, what you'll recognize through as you build these skill sets or build the skill set um, is that you have many choices, even in that moment. And so that's, you know, at a high level, that's ACT. Um, it's actually pretty straightforward. Um, and so the application sort of walks you through daily, a little bit at a time. It teaches you various aspects about fibro. It teaches you about cognitive behavioral therapy, and then it helps you sort of build that mental muscle to, to really be able to put into practice those things that you need in a particular moment, in a particular situation. Yes. Yes. And the, um, toolkit, the fibro toolkit mm-hmm. that I find very valuable because that you can build for yourself. So. I find, Jeremy, that um, some people may disagree, but I feel that there's different degrees of fibromyalgia because some people have it, but it doesn't affect them. You know, every Mm -hmm. now and then, you know, it's no big deal for them. Then there are some people who have it mildly. And then there are some people who have it severely because when I was first diagnosed, way way before I was diagnosed, it was very debilitating pain. Even in the mornings, trying to get out of bed was a challenge. And if I was able to get out of bed or sometimes crawl out of bed, I just had to just Mm -hmm. lay there or sit there because, Mm -hmm. you know, I had no more energy. And I remember many doctors, you know, doing the traditional thing in terms of what they were taught and trained about in medical school drugs. And I rejected those because the thing about all those drugs is for those of you who, who need it, that's fine. I'm I'm not knocking that. I'm just sharing my own experiences with it is that it may help you on one way, but the side effects creates other problems. Then they give you a drug for those side effects that creates another problem. And then the list goes on and on and on. So you need a toolkit that can help you better manage the fibromyalgia. And in this case, that's why I love this product. And I wanted Jeremy to be here with us today because it's just so, so helpful. It's very valuable. So Jeremy, can you please continue? Sorry for interrupting you because I really love this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you've been such a, you've been so influential on the design of it as well as we've um, sort of worked together over this, uh, these many months. Um, Yeah, that's, that's right. So um, uh, you know, every, everyone's fibro is unique and um, you know, over a course of 12 weeks, there's a host of, 
um, uh, features, um, uh, capabilities, meditations, metaphors in the application that um, you know resonate more with people than others. And um, and so what people what you have the ability to do is say, "Ooh, that one really worked for me. This metaphor or that meditation, I really like that." And then you have the ability to favorite it, and then that that lesson or that journal gets um, stored in your toolkit so that you have at the moment, you know, in the moment when you need, you know, that sort of uh, call a friend or break glass in emergency, you just, you open up your fiber flare toolkit and there, there are all those, um, you know, features that you felt would be most effective to help you manage your, you know, particular flare uh, in real time. And, um, uh, and Nisi, you're, you're not alone. You know, many people uh, really um, find value in that feature because, again, everyone's fibro is different and you know your disease. Yes. And you, and you know what works for you. And, um, and even sometimes it's hard to articulate what works for you, but just knowing that certain things that you've tried work for you is, is a, it's great to have on hand and ready at the moment because it's all on your cell phone right and yes. i mean all of us you know all of us are within seconds of our cell phone pretty much every day i don't know if that's a great thing but that <laughs> is what it is and maybe that's a different topic for a different talk but that's the way it is right now and so you know you have this tool that's just at the ready all the time and um you know whereas you might forget to take your medication nobody forgets their cell phone so uh yeah, it's just it's always there, and it and it's and you can tune it to yourself. Yes, and then with the CBT, the reason why I feel that this is valuable is because some of the things that we're told as pain patients is that oh, it's in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they'll yeah. tell you, you know, you're such a hypochondriac. You're just an attention seeker. Um, the other thing that used to always bother me is, is Jeremy, when people would say, oh, well, you don't look disabled. Oh, yeah. you just need to be more positive. Oh, it's just anxiety. If you lost weight, it would be cured. You know, uh, you would be you would be fine if you even exercise more. Um, you can't expect everyone to change just for you uh, because people, you know, pe- you would say to people sometimes, you know, you make plans with the very best intention of participating. But when you get a flare, I mean, yeah. you, you you just you just can't do it. And people would get upset sometimes. And I would have other friends tell me the same thing, that people get upset with them all the time. And it just got to the point for me, Jeremy, where I would just tell them, you know what? You do you and you let mm-hmm. them do them. And you don't have to explain to them why you can't do it. If you're sick, if you're having a pain flare, you know, you just can't. And um, I'm glad you're here today because by it being holiday season, Christmas just around the corner and other holidays, this is really a stressor for many people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, such as, well, okay, if I go to this person's house for dinner, what if I get a pain flare? You know, you, you live in fear because sometimes you don't want people to know that you have a chronic condition. I mean, it's nobody's business but your own. And, you know, sometimes people feel ashamed sharing different things. And the one thing you don't want is I've been in situations where I may have shared with someone privately. Hey, you know, um, I'm going to come. But if I start not feeling well or if I'm getting flare, I may have to leave early, you know, Um, because I didn't want the person to feel offended if I left. I no longer Mm -hmm. feel that way now. You know, Mm -hmm. if I can't do it, I can't do it in. What happened once, Jeremy, was someone said, oh, well, you know, Nisi's leaving early. You know, she's got that fibromyalgia thing. And and people were like, fibro, what thing? And I yeah. thought, you you violated my privacy. You violated my trust. This, this was not meant to share with you, to share with other people, to have a conversation about why I can't do certain things. It's none of their business. And people sometimes don't have respect for chronic people with chronic illnesses. Some of them are uneducated, don't understand it. Sometimes people, you know, are afraid of what they don't know, but whatever it is, Jeremy would always want people in this community to know is it's okay. You don't have to explain to everyone why you can't do certain things, but this app can help you. And so many different ways. Can you share with people about um, the different modes within the app? We've talked about the Fribble yeah. Toolkit. 
if you can continue. Yeah, I can, of course. Okay. Um, so the way that the application works is that, um, so every day, um, or, you know, you don't have to use it every day, but we, you know, building a habit it does take a, a level of commitment and, and a consistency in, in doing something. And so we recommend trying to fit it in every day around your cup of coffee or maybe some something associated with your bedtime routine. Um, and what that application, what the application tempo does is it gives you your daily dose. And that daily dose, it, you know, teaches you, you have a lesson that you can read or listen to. Uh, it has, uh, it may introduce you to or have you repeat a, a certain meditation that helps you sort of get your mind teaches you a certain way to um to be mindful um it will teach you perhaps share you a particular metaphor that might help you really understand uh, your challenge or frame your challenge with chronic pain in a new way and then it has a series of uh journals and these are the activities that are like going to the the, the fibro gym where yeah and there you know there's a there's maybe eight or eight or so different kinds of journals. And these journals, um, they, uh, they help you live in the moment and they help you live your values in spite of your, um, in spite of uh, fibro. And so for instance, you can, um, uh, you can set, you can, uh, when you, when you, when you're working on your daily dose for the, at the beginning of the day, say, it'll help you identify, okay, what is the, the one values guided action that I can take today? Like, what is the one thing that I can do that I can live my life that's perfectly aligned with my values? And Tempo helps you identify your values early on when you use it. And then the app will remind you to check in on that value. Did you, um, did you call up, did you call your mom for the, you know, over the holidays or, um, uh, you know, maintaining, maintaining connections to your friends is very important to you. So did you make the effort or were you, uh, did you make the effort to say, go see those friends in spite of uh, worrying about what they might think if you have to leave early, which is a big challenge. And Nisi, I can understand how, how, uh, how traumatizing that can be. Yes. Uh, and then, and then you check in and, 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 it, and, you know, it, it says, you know, did you do it? Great. If you did. And if it didn't, then it says, well, Hey, what got in the way? And not in a judgmental way. It's just to, Hey, you know, think about like, well, what maybe, maybe what you wanted to do was too ambitious. Maybe, you know, getting, you know, doing 10 things on your chore list was too much. And so then you can reflect and remember, Hey, for next time, I'm not going to commit to that because that is, you know, that was too much for me. Uh, and so there's just, there's all these little things that it walks you through and fits in around your life your daily life to, um, to help you sort of build a new way of looking at your disease and, and build a way of, you know, a different way of navigating uh, your day in spite of your fibro because your fibro will always be there. And that, again, that's that part of that acceptance of the acceptance and commitment therapy. Yes, it will always be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, when the doctor tells them there is no cure for it, they mm-hmm. take that to mean, well, that's the end of the world. Yeah. Just because there may not be a cure for it, you can still work through it. I mean, I'm a living witness to that. I don't allow it to get in my way. Now, in the beginning, it got in my way with a lot of things because mm-hmm. I was not educated. But through trial and error, one day I just decided, you know, I'm sick and tired of living every day like this. And I'm just going to trust myself and, 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 and do something. And Jeremy, I remember having conversations with myself and I would say things such as today, we're, we're going to get through this. I'm going to be gentle with you because I'm having a conversation with me. And I would mm-hmm. say to myself, we're, we're going to get through this because when you've been in pain so much, you kind of guard yourself, sure. certain things you don't want to do for fear that if you do it, it's going to set you off. So then I will have this conversation that it's okay. Trust me. I'm going to take care of you. So I'm talking to my inner self and I'm having this entire dialogue. And I would say things such as, okay, today I'm going to go for a walk. Trust me. It's going to be okay. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be too long of a walk, but we're going to do this and we're going to get through it together. And I started, um, making progress. I didn't have no term for what I was doing at the time. I just knew that, it was something that I had to do for me because I got angry actually, because I had a doctor, Jeremy tell me at the time, well, you know, there's no hope for this. And um, that angered me to think that somebody is telling me 
well, there's no hope. You just might as well give up. No, no, no. Because if you give up, then it is over with for you. You've got to have that mindset, which is also when you all heard Jeremy talk about the act, the accept, the acceptance and the commitment therapy, you know, you, you can do it. You, you work through mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Now I know you all have the clinical trials going on right now, right? You're yes, rolling people. Can you talk yes, about that? We can. Yeah. So um, the, uh, we, um, you know, the idea uh, that software, like a mobile application, can somehow give you um, like a clinical benefit. That's kind of a new idea. I mean, we're not the first, but we're definitely uh, sort of in that first group of uh, of companies trying to really prove this out. And, uh, and, and while, and, and so because of that, because we want to be um, regulated as a medical device, so we're seeking uh, FDA approval. We are doing uh, all of the levels of clinical testing that you would do if you were, say, developing a new drug. And so we've been in clinical trials now for two years, and uh, we've been, you know, testing various iterations of the application, you know, beta releases and such. Uh, and uh, this, the, the trial that uh, Nisi mentioned, the, one of the ones we're running currently is called React FM. And, uh, and what we've particularly um, framed that study as is, is intending to collect or to test the application with people in the real world. And that's an important aspect of any kind of, uh, medical device or drug, because in some, you know, in very controlled clinical trials, you can get very, very powerful results. But then once you get in the real world, because the real world's kind of messy, sometimes you don't really see the same benefit. And so we wanted to very much get in the real world as quickly as possible because, I mean, your fibros in the real world. So let's make sure that this product works in the real world for you. Uh, and so we're running that trial now. And, um, uh, and so it's actively enrolling. If you are a U.S. citizen living in the uh, United States, you are very uh, welcome to apply. Um, and they believe me, see there's details on your website um, yes. because uh, we do. Um, yeah. And so we've been working with a uh, fibromyalgia patient education and support for a while now on, on, uh, on this particular aspect. And so there's a link on Nisi's webpage and please check it out. Yes. And um I want to ask you a couple more questions about mm-hmm. that because a lot of people, so I have, um, I, I use the, you know, your app, on my mm-hmm. iPad, as well as my iPhone. What about Android users? Cause this is something that a lot of people want to know. Well, you know, what type of phones can this be? Used oh, great question. Yes, of course. So it works on both Android and iOS, uh, cell phones. Um, it, uh, because of the way that we've programmed it, it will work on most tablets, Android and, and iOS, but not necessarily all. We don't test on all uh, tablet sizes, and so you might you might like it, and not that it wouldn't work, but it might look a little funny. You know, like sometimes you right. open an app on a tablet and it's like, oh, that didn't look like this. Doesn't look very elegant. <laughs> so we're mm-hmm. still growing. We're still a new company. You know, you might experience that, but it will function the same, uh, and it will certainly give you the the same education. You might just have to deal with it not looking as pretty as it will on your cell phone. Yes. And, you know, I don't care about if it's not looking pretty because what it's about is, mm-hmm. is it is it going to help me move forward? Yeah. The, the answer to that question is yes. And I understand that it's unique to each one of us in terms of, you know, how it's impacting your life. But, hey, what do you have to to lose? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that's a, a you mentioned something earlier as well, um, particularly living with a chronic pain disease. Yes. Oftentimes, and, and let's, let's, I mean, let's be honest. I would say that in general, the pharmacotherapies available for managing chronic pain, they're okay, but they're not great. No. And, um, and you mentioned the side effects associated that many people experience, not all, not all, but right. many people do. Uh, and in those situations, it seems like for whatever reason, that becomes the patient's fault. And, and, and how can you be faulted when the products available aren't working for you? I mean, if you think about it, like if you went to Best Buy and you bought a TV and like a third of the time that TV didn't work, why would that be your fault? Right. You know, but that's how people view um, uh, fiber. That's how they view managing or, you know, the world sort of views um, chronic pain. You know, it's kind of like 
you know, as you mentioned, like people don't understand chronic pain and they kind of think like, well, nothing's wrong with you. Like, like, well, you don't look different. Like mm-hmm. this it's all in your head or whatever. And so, you know, that's another thing that just within the application, we really try to emphasize that, you know, you are not broken. No. You know, this is not your fault. No. Right. True. And you said something that was key. You're not broken. It's not your fault. And many times I was made to feel as though it was mm-hmm. my fault. Uh, over mm-hmm. the years, um, th- there are companies out there that offer um, what they they refer to it as pain management boot camps. Now, mm-hmm. I've participated in two pain management boot camps. The, the very first one that I've ever participated in, it was for about five weeks. And I'm going to tell you, it was an intense five weeks. It was just like going to work every day for mm-hmm. five weeks. They would pick me up. They would literally drive and pick me up and drive me to this clinic that was like an hour away. And I'm going to tell you, they worked you like you were like you were going to a full-time job. If you can imagine, you're in pain. Oh, wow. They pick you up. You go there. There's every hour you're doing something. So the first half an hour, you're in a group, Jeremy, with all these other people that have uh, different types of chronic pain. Then you're in the gym for maybe two hours. So when I say in the gym, everyone is not doing the same type of um, activity. Mm-hmm. It's custom to your needs. But then mm-hmm. after that, you're in another class. So I'm mentioning that because after going through all that for five weeks, they at the end of it, they meet with everyone. And this ties into when you mentioned, you know, you know, it's not your fault. Well, yeah. if they told me that after the five weeks, they says, well, Nisi, you're no better than really when you came in here and you, you, you just didn't improve. And, and why is that? And I thought they're blaming me they and, I'm, and I'm the patient yeah. and my insurance is paying for this, but yet you're blaming yeah. me. And, um, I was in a room with all the clinicians because they're doing case management and they're talking to you in real time, going around the room. And I was just so offended because I thought you're not treating me for free. Okay. There, cause there's a, there's a, a cost associated with this True. for five weeks, yeah. eight hours a day, five days a week. And you tell me that I did not successfully complete your program. And I thought nobody ever said, Hmm, Maybe for this program, Jeremy, nobody ever said maybe for this program, maybe there's some things we need to customize. Mm-hmm. Maybe we mm-hmm. need to have a separate one because this program boot camp was not just for fibromyalgia. Anyone that had a chronic pain condition, if you're if you're someone who had a limb replacement, if you're someone that had a, a head injury, whatever it is, chronic pain, we were all in there together. And then after they tell me that I did not successfully complete it, I tried a second program. And I think I only lasted in that one for two weeks. And I just decided, you know what, I'm not, this, this is just not working. And then Mm -hmm. I realized something, Jeremy, that, you know what, they're not really focused on what is the best interest of the patient because they have uh, designed something that they feel everyone needs to fit in this box. And if you don't fit in here, then guess what? You're broken. There's something wrong with you. So tempo, everyone, I'm speaking of something that I use, not something that somebody's told me about. I'm speaking of firsthand experience. It empowered me to take back So I've got that power, you know, so when I say power, those things that we've been talking about where you may have felt that you didn't really have the power, you do have the power, that toolkit. So maybe you're someone Mm -hmm. that um, maybe you don't need to use every single thing that's covered by Tempo. For me, I've used it all because it it works for me. Now, the, the, the toolkit, you customize what works for you with your fibro toolkit. Jeremy also talked about living with your values. So when I say customize it, think about it. The boot camps that I was in, two of them, which was very, very costly. You don't get to customize anything. You're fit into a box. So you're receiving the same thing that everybody else has that has chronic pain. That's no customization. So that's really not going to meet your needs. But here you customize 
what will work for you because there's no one size that fits all, <laughs> you know. Um, you find by going through it and experiencing it, you find what works for you. Now, Jeremy, um, I get uh, a lot of people who contact me who are also veterans. Mm -hmm. And so I know that many of these veterans that I have been in contact with, they, you know, they were in Gulf War and beyond, and they're having a lot of serious pain issues. And uh, do you, can you tell us about that? Because I have told them a lot of times, hey, there's help for you, you know, because oftentimes the VA has them on a whole lot of meds. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, uh, you know, as, as we, I think at the top of the call, you know, I opened with this is, you know, psychotherapy is something that you can add to your existing therapies that you're taking because, you know, some cases the medications are working well for people and, you know, they, right. and people have a good relationship with their provider and they're, um, and they've got that's working for them. But then again, the, the psychological, there's, there's absolutely a psychological component to chronic pain and that's what psychotherapy can help you um, take advantage of and, and help you sort of become even more um, effective at managing your symptoms. Um, uh, Two things also, uh, you know, one of the things is that um, fibromyalgia for people that don't sort of understand it loosely, they see it only as a woman's disease. It's definitely not true. Uh, And so the application um, tempo has been, you know, uh, people, both men and women have been using tempo effectively. And so it's very much helped their, um, help them manage their symptoms. Uh, and you also mentioned access or, or challenges to access, you know, yes. this boot camp that you mentioned, not everyone can afford to, um, no. to, to, to put their life on pause and, and put their job on and their, and their livelihood True. on pause to go to, to go to a boot camp like that, even if it does work for them. True. Uh, and some people don't have, and, and you know, you to, 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 Get cognitive behavioral therapy with a, a re, you know in real time with a psychotherapist, even if it's over Zoom. You know, there's there aren't that many psychotherapists out there, and there aren't that many psychotherapists, and then there are even less psychotherapists that might really click with you because you know there's you know that's a person to person interaction, and and just because the person knows CBT doesn't mean that they really know you. No, and and so having having a mobile application that adapts to you, that you can make it fit your lifestyle, that you can use when you want, you know, at two in the morning. Tons of people use this thing at, at, you know, at off business hours in quotes, because that's when people need access to those, you know, aspects of their therapy that, uh, that are very effective for them, that they know that work for them. And so, you know, access, uh, and, uh, in an affordable way, those are major, uh, driving tenants of why swing exists because with a mobile application you can get therapy to you know everyone that's got a cell phone which is a big deal it's true and and everyone the other thing too that uh, i want to mention is so for those of you you know that are still working Mm -hmm. okay so think of this when you go to work every day there may be some medications that your doctor has prescribed that you cannot utilize you that you cannot take before you, you know, in the morning before you go to work, because it may make you be out of it. You may be fatigued or, you know, you just can't take it during the daytime. It's better take it when you know you're at home in the privacy of your home, if you just need to lie down and don't do anything. So the advantages, there are many advantages to using this product. You use this in conjunction with whatever else you're doing. In fact, what I was doing was going to my healthcare provider and saying to them, um, hey, you know, I want to share with you what um, I have been doing. And I, you know, will have my cell phone with me, Jeremy, and I would show them. Okay. So they knew what I was doing and they were very encouraging about it. But This is something, everyone, you can do even when you're at work because you have your cell phone. You know, let's say it's break time. You know, you open up that app. You do whatever you need to do for you in that toolkit, you know, um, to to help you level down that pain. Nobody knows what you're doing. Okay, it's not like you take a medication and you're kind of like woozy that day. You can use that throughout the day. I used it at nighttime, and that's only because. You know, it's the end of the day. That was my routine. It was most effective for me. There are other times that I used it throughout the day. But what I'm saying is 
this is a really effective option for helping you take back that control and that power of being your own true health advocate and then really empowering you to level down that pain. Because I'm going to tell you, many of you have tried different things, just like I have tried different things, but being able to have something at my fingertips, an app, okay, it works. And um, I would like you all to try it out. And, you know, don't be afraid to learn about other modalities. Don't be afraid to learn about other products out there. You can ask your physician. Your physician may not be familiar with it because, as I said earlier, they just may know about the prescription drugs, which is okay. But what I'm saying is there has been a whole lot of changes since that time. And if they don't know about it, they can't very well tell you about it. And if they tell you about CBT, like Jeremy said, you've got to find a therapist that you can be comfortable with. I've been down that road too, you know, where they introduced me to therapists, but we just did not click. And I didn't feel comfortable sharing certain things with them. But that app in in the palm of my hand became my best friend and check it out. So um, Jeremy, we've got, I think about maybe four minutes left. So I want you to continue because this is just so valuable information. Oh, wow. Nisi, we've covered so much. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Um, uh, So again, um, you know, it it is available only through a clinical trial right now. And so uh, please check out, um, uh, the fibro patient education and support website, um, for a, a link to apply. You can, uh, you do not have to go to any clinic. Um, it is completely a virtual trial. That's a term in the industry, but basically you just get, uh, this will give you access to your, uh, to tempo on your smartphone. You just download the app like you would any other app. Um, uh, we do ask a lot of upfront questions, um, so just just be prepared for that, um, and that's so that we can get a good understanding. Because you know we're in clinical trials still, we really want to develop that data set that really help us convince patients like yourself, uh, providers, payers that you know Tempo really works in the real world. So just bear with us, bear with me. Um, so I'll personally apologize for the number of questions you have to answer initially to see if you're eligible. But um, when you get through that, and if you're eligible. Um, you know, there's there's not much else to do than just use the application and fill out some surveys every once in a while. Um, let's see. Uh, another thing to just share is that it's your data. That's a big thing that we take very seriously. Anything that you write in that application that's for you, That because Nisi, you mentioned you didn't click with a particular uh, psychotherapist. Right. That's your information. There's nobody else looking at that and, and sort of, you know, reading that in, uh, so, you know, your data is yours. And that's a really important principle that we maintain here at Swing. Um, and there's more details on our website about how, you know, how we treat um, patient data. But that's a, an important aspect uh, as well, particularly because you've seen some bad actors yes. uh, uh, recently. And so we're, we definitely want to distance ourselves from them. Now, and for those that say, hey, I don't want to just click on the website and join mm-hmm. when they may have some questions for you, mm-hmm. is there a way that they can reach out to you all? Absolutely, yes. If you actually go to that same webpage that's linked on your site, Nisi, there's a little support. They call it a floating action button. There's a little support button down there in the bottom right-hand side. Send us an email. And then, uh, and you can say, hey, Jeremy, I heard you on, uh, I heard you speaking with Nisi, you got some questions. Give you a call. Our team will give you a call. We can figure it out, or if you prefer to just uh, speak over email, we're happy to do so as well. Um, and we can get your questions answered. Um, we're also uh, just now going through an updated, well, I'll do an update to that landing page in January, Nisi, okay. and we'll, we're going to post a list of frequently asked questions because, you know, people do have questions and we and um, we sort of have a common list now and we're going to get those up there. Um, but in the meantime, reach out. We'll be happy to speak with you. Yes. And everyone, when you go to the, um, the website, you're going to see that it's, in, it's, it's a slider on the website with other pictures, but it's going to say when you first log in fibromyalgia research study, check your eligibility. It's going to talk about the study, no cost compensation, completely virtual, no medication. So it's in the slider. So Jeremy, thank you today for being with me here on the pain-free zone. Thank you, Nisi, for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Soul Care Services Incorporated DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus. 
At Soul Care Services Incorporated, we take great pride in helping patients return to an independent and fulfilling life. Improving patient outcomes by providing a continuum of care through disease and care management. Why choose us? Our staff is multilingual. Communication between patients and their health care providers is fundamental for ensuring quality health care and developing trusting relationships. It is an important component of patient satisfaction, compliance, and outcomes. When a healthcare professional can understand their patients' questions and concerns, they can mitigate their confusion and truly understand what help they seek. Do you need health care in the home? Then call us today, 847-260-5140, or visit www.soulcareservices.com. Soul Care Services Incorporated, DBA Bridging Care Home Health Plus. Your health is our only concern.